Welcome to the Cultivating Leaders podcast from the Minnesota South District. I am your host, Billy Schultz. Our guest today is Reverend Derek Broughton, who is the director of the National Youth Gathering with the LCMS Office of Youth Ministry. Thanks for being with us today, Derek. Uh, it's good to be here, Billy. So you are, um, you have served in our district before and now are in St. Louis. Can you walk us through your ministry journey where you've served and uh, what you do now at uh, LCMS Youth Ministry? Yeah, yeah. So um, Minnesota is, is is home to us. We still feel Minnesota is home to us. So we were there for 16 years of ministry. Um, actually, uh, came uh, was trained up as a DCE. Uh, went to Concordia St. Paul. So uh, that that was kind of the start of Minnesota for us and uh, where I met my wife. So that was uh, a beautiful place for us. And then we uh, ended up going to uh, Kansas for our first call, uh, where I served as a, a DCE out there. And then, um, and then took a call to Woodbury Lutheran uh, about 16 years ago, a little over 16 years ago, and had just a great time in ministry, uh, team ministry with the folks at uh, Woodbury Lutheran Church. And, uh, and then through that process, ended up going into uh, the, to the SMP program and moving into the pastoral side, uh, where uh, five years ago, we, we went and um, started a second site, which uh, became the Oak Hill campus at Woodbury, and, uh, and had uh, probably, uh, probably the sweetest five years of ministry for me at that campus. And so uh, we uh, we got the call to come and to, to be the the program director for the youth gathering, uh, and it was a really hard call for us uh, because of of how much we loved our, our time in Minnesota. Uh, but we felt that that's where God was moving us and our family, and uh, and the gathering has has been such a, a special. Uh, thing for us, for me in particular, both as a growing leader and trying to figure out uh, um, how to lead, it uh, it's given me a chance to be around some incredible, incredible uh, leaders. And uh, and it was an important part, I think, even I, I still remember in 89, uh, my first youth gathering. So uh, we just felt it was a great opportunity to do that and to, to work with different leaders around uh, our uh, synod. And so we what was it? I think it was like four months ago, five months ago. I had time kind of escapes. <laughs> and uh, we we uh, came up here, I think it was the end of September, uh, to start our role as the uh, – or to start my role as the program director. Very cool. So what does that role uh, encompass? What, it, what does that look like for you on a daily basis here, thinking about a youth gathering that's now um, a little under a year and a half away? Yeah, we have a little bit of a different approach on our team. It's um, my role really is the program director, and and so I, in my scope of of my job is really, I would say about ninety five percent of it's really youth gathering related. And there's so many different aspects to a gathering that goes on as far as planning and preparation and and working with a an incredible group of, of volunteer doll leaders, and and so probably the biggest thing for me is um is really day in and day out uh like right and i can talk a little bit about the the rhythm of the the programming process but it really is day in and day out uh keeping the the goals and the vision that we have of of not just the gathering but of youth ministry as a whole and how the gathering fits into that and and making sure our team is is focusing in on that uh, we one of the great things that we have is you know, on our team here in st louis is we have several um, of our staff that have uh, major portions of their job that, that are related 
uh, to the youth gathering, specifically in their gifted areas. So we you have um, you know Meredith with uh, communications and Krista with um, uh, with gathering registrations and, and Jim uh, Loman with uh, doing arrangements and um, and Renee with uh, with working with some of the administration parts of that. And then Mark uh, Kiesling, who's our director, who really is above all youth ministry keep kind of keeping us forward. So we, we just have this this great team effort coming into it, which I uh, am so blessed to be a part of. That's very cool. So for people who might have never attended a national youth gathering, what does that look like? What do people experience <laughs> when they go to one of these gatherings? Yeah, yeah that is uh, – uh, it's such a uh, interesting answer, and and of course, depending on who you ask, you, you get very different answers. But I'll I'll tell you. In fact, I'll, I'll start a little bit um, with uh, kind of my experience when I was a, a ninth grade, which is the first time I came um, to the national youth gathering it was in Denver at that time, and and I'll never forget walking into McNichols Arena at that time, and and I think the the gathering was about eighteen thousand at that point, and, and I'll I'll never forget. Uh, you know, a little North Dakota boy uh, coming into this big arena and seeing all these kids, especially all these youth who love Jesus. And it was just, it was one of those impactful experiences for me of, of getting a chance to see the bigger church and that there were a whole bunch of people all across the U.S. and internationally that, that love Jesus. And, and it, I, it was just one of those photos that has never left my, my mind. And uh, and then I've had a chance, kind of since that, to to both. Uh, I attended two as a youth, uh, two as an adult leader, taking a group, and then uh, involved in the last, I think seven or eight as a gathering planner. And um, and, and I think it, it it offers so much for so many different people. Um, you, you know, everything from you think about a day, a typical day, uh, where people gather, they wake up in the morning, they go to Bible study uh, together. And then throughout the day, there's all kinds of different options. Uh, there are uh, some great session speakers that come and present on different topics and stories and all those kind of things. Uh, there's a service component where they can come in and, 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 and serve the community that we're in and really make a great impact on that, uh, which is pretty incredible, the kind of the results of that. Uh, we also have like uh, an experiential floor where they come and um, participate and um, – and get involved with a lot of different of our RSOs, our Concordias, uh, different district things that are going on, and, and to really get a bigger concept of, of our church as a whole and the, and some of the best things that our church has to offer. And then at night, uh, we we get together for um, for kind of a mass gathering, uh, mass event that uh, that uh, has all kinds of things, and um, and and really for us, it's a chance for us to to explore the theme of each gathering that that is picked, and to get into the scripture and see what it says to be challenged. And and one of our biggest goals is to equip youth and equip adults to go back into their congregations, and um, and to use this experience uh, for bigger things for kingdom movement. And in particular, one of the biggest things we said is we uh, we know for a lot of groups that the gathering is probably the biggest thing that they do within their youth ministry. But our vision really is that it's bigger than a five-day event, that really it's a momentum to go back into their congregations and go back to their districts and become something that's, that's even bigger than that, uh, that it's almost a momentum um, maker. 
And um, and really, our heart is is to think about even equipping adults and leaders back in the church that those three years between gatherings are by far the most important years of youth ministry. And you can do far more than that. So we really have an eye on on helping train up leaders to to go back and to do that. And uh, the other thing we've seen, which is kind of it's a it's a thing that's kind of grown out of the gathering, is we've also seen um, some youth leaders as they come. Uh, get a bigger vision for the church. And so uh, they've grown up into uh, to serving as young adult volunteers. That group continues to grow. And then other aspects too, whether it's gathering planning or community life builders. And so they come back in and many of them have, have gone into to churches and they become adult leaders. Now they're bringing <laughs> groups too. So it's just a, a, a bigger concept, which is pretty cool to see play out. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome, too, um, having attended the youth ministry symposium, even hearing about some of the data that that showed that the National Youth Gathering was a significant experience for youth that are still connected uh, in LCMS churches today. And that's just, um, I mean, I have experienced so many um, gatherings as a youth and then as a as a young adult volunteer and a community life builder. And it's just, you, you can see, and I can, I can speak from my experience that, yeah, that, that lasts <laughs> when you, when you're surrounded by people who are, um, your peers encouraging you in your faith and, and adults that are encouraging you. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And in fact, I'd even say this, Billy, one of the things that we've, that we've kind of discovered is we've had more conversations. Uh, we're talking a lot about how to, to how to kind of retain people within the church. You know, how do we? What are the things that are that that we're doing now to to help them not not just not not just um, love Jesus more, right? Not just to have a deeper faith, but um, you know, what are the things that that get them to to kind of be in the church long term? And developing their faith, and and we almost hear always with the people that are are cemented in their church, we we hear kind of three things constantly. Uh, most people have have either almost all of them have a significant relationship with one or more people. Uh, they've had a, a pastor, uh, a DCE, a, a volunteer youth leader that have that's had an, an impact in their life in a major way. The second thing we hear is that they've had. Um, some kind of a major experience. And typically it is either uh, the gathering or it's a mission trip or a camp experience. Those three are the kind of the, the, the big ones. And then the, the third one often is they, they've had some kind of a crisis. They've had some kind of an event where, where, it, it, where their faith had to become very real to them. And they, they ask themselves. And most of the time with those that are cemented in, we see at least two of those three that happen with with uh, with those individuals, that's amazing. The the impact that this has, and, and the way that this is all part of the bigger picture of discipleship and faith building with this um, coming generation of young people. Um, so you talked about how there's all these different things in just a single day of the youth gathering um, that happened. So it takes a, a whole team of people um, over a few years. To actually pull it off. Can you describe more of the planning process and how um, we go from um, being in New Orleans in 2016 to now in 2019 being here in Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. Uh, and, and this is something, uh, of course, as I've gotten now into this office that, that I'm, I'm still learning and, and kind of growing in that. But um, it is, it's such an opportunity. I, I felt this as a gathering planner too. It's such an opportunity to come in and to use the gifts and skills that God's given you 
and to, to kind of use a, a different portion of your brain um, in a creative, some of it's creative, some of it's management, but there, it takes a whole variety of gifts and skills. And we've tried to really function um, much more in selecting people within their gift sets. And so typically, uh, like, for example, we're already looking at, um, I, I know the gathering in 2019 is coming up. We're already starting to look at the gathering in 2022 and even hints of 2025. Um, and so big picture, we're always looking about five years out. And then um, really typically when a gathering um, comes to a, a completion, uh, we, we typically have a, kind of an evaluation meeting and, and we get going right away on the next one. And, and typically, there, there are a couple things that are involved. Uh, the first step is always the thematic side of it. And so, you know, um, where what, what's the theme that we're going to raise up? What, what's going to kind of frame um, the, the, the planning process kind of going forward? And so um, in the 2019 one, we gathered, uh, it was the here it was january of, of 2017 we gathered a, a team of people to look theologically at uh at some of the trends going on um the things the generation uh well i gen or the plurals depending on what you look at that uh what's going on with them and 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 how can we use the theme to address some of the the concerns that are in this generation and and so for us in this one we we uh, we really felt directed to this uh, theme psalm 46 of real present God. In particular, the, the, what we love about this psalm is it's really a statement of of trust, complete trust in God, despite the, the crisis that are happening all around us, that we believe that God is is real, that he is present, uh, and, and to get a bigger concept of what it, what it means uh, to follow this God. So um, we, we thought in our world today, and we think about all the news that goes on, this is a perfect perfect theme for that. And so um, not only rooted in Psalm 46, but really we have an opportunity to look at all of the Psalms. So we're really excited about that possibility. And then from there, we um, we kind of take the next step and we invite another group of planners to kind of come in and to develop that theme into some key talking points that we'll, we really want to do throughout all our programming is we want to stay consistent, uh, simplified, and that not only we cause youth and adults to think and to be challenged, uh, but also to come away with some real confidence in their faith in particular areas that we think are going to be helpful to the things that they're facing in their life. Uh, and and a, a growing thing for us is always to think about vocational challenge, uh, because we know a lot of our high school youth are thinking about that. They're planning towards that. And so we want to take the opportunity to really address some vocational uh, aspects as well. And then kind of through the next two-year process um, from uh, – and that really starts the summer. For us, it started the summer of 2017 and, and goes all the way through the summer of 2019 when the gathering comes. Uh, we bring on uh, anywhere from 160 to 200 kind of intentional planners and all kinds of different teams. Uh, and, and we've got um, probably six foundational teams that, that handle um, – actually seven foundational teams that have, have handle kind of key parts from volunteers uh, that we bring into the gathering to um, to safety, to technology, um, to our, our mass events, to our convention center and all the things that go on with speakers and things like that, to our service and opportunities that we have for that. And, and so there, there's 
a multifaceted approach to all these leaders. But I would say typically we have anywhere uh, a complete gathering process about about close to 200 gathering planners that have invested at least some time. And, and, and now we're really in the series of meetings. And so probably every quarter or so, we're bringing uh, a different group of people together that's either working on programming or volunteers or safety. And, and then we have some mass meetings where we bring them all together in the room, make sure we're all on the same page, and we're really thematically flowing together. Cool. Thank you for explaining that. It's such a cool thing to think about, um, that body of Christ coming together, people's different giftings. Uh, to make this youth gathering a success. Um, so we're going to be here in Minneapolis in July of 2019. Uh, can you tell me more about uh, why Minneapolis is the location? Uh, people in the past have been in New Orleans or Orlando or San Antonio, but, but why Minneapolis? Why up north here? Yeah, and I got to say, I'm really excited. I'm really excited that the gathering is coming to like what I, like what I consider home. And, uh, and in fact, it was it, a little bit ironic that uh, when we were selecting cities and we're lo- we're looking and, and typically uh, for us, there are all kinds of things that we have to look at uh, from hotels um, to the venues and what they have available to transportation and airports and all kinds of stuff that goes into selecting a city. And uh, so when we were doing that, of course, I, I was still in Minnesota. And uh, it, for me, it's uh, I'm so excited to. To, to, to bring all these people back to a, to a place that I just have a deep love from. Uh, I think the things about Minnesota that we were really excited about, it is a new gathering site for us. So we've never had anything there. And, and really, this is a, uh, this is a, a new thing for them uh, as a city as well. Uh, they're really excited about our event with the new U.S. Bank Stadium. It, it has opened up some things that we didn't have before. And, um, and so... They're excited because it, they really haven't had a five-day event like this that has kind of taken over the city for them. And so they're, they, they have been so great to work with, and they, they want this just to come off incredibly well um, because they're, they're hoping for more of these kind of events in the future. Um, but a couple things that we picked it is uh, it has a great downtown uh, which is an important part of that. I, I think they've got some some beautiful hotel properties um, that uh, – They've got some great hotel blocks, uh, in, including both down by kind of the Mall of America, downtown, and a few other uh, areas that aren't too far away, which I, I think is great. Uh, one of the things that I think uh, if, if people haven't seen the U.S. Bank Stadium, it's just a gorgeous stadium. And, um, and it's going uh, to be something like that we haven't had before. It, it is a stadium that is – I've got a ton of glass to it, uh, which – uh, on one hand, will present some issues for us, but um, uh, we're working with the stadium. They've been great with that. Uh, uh, pe- people are just going to love this. It's got great sight lines and a lot of great programming that, that we can do this time around because of the way that the structure is kind of built, which will be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, convention center is a, a fabulous thing. It's convected uh, all the convention center to the U.S. Bank is it has skywalk system in it, so you don't even have to go outside if you don't want to. I think that's the other thing. As you mentioned, we, we've been in the south a lot with our gatherings. This is the first time, and we think this is a great plus from a couple of aspects. This is the first time really we'll be in the Midwest for this event. And um, on one hand, it in the south, it gets really hot, and, and heat 
can become an issue, something that we have to deal with. Uh, God willing, we think that the temperature is going to be um, beautiful. You know, it could be in the the 80s, the mid 80s, and and I think that that will aid kind of aid itself to a really good gathering experience. Uh, the people aren't just um, uh, dehydrating as much. And, and so we're excited about that aspect. I think the other thing is Midwest is Lutheran country. In Minnesota, one in three people are Lutheran. And um, and so we're excited to go back in, into a place where, where, for example, with volunteers, we think we'll see a high increase in volunteer requests. And and because of that, we, we think actually w- that there will have a, a, a kind of a spike in attendance because it's it's closer to so many congregations, and, and so and it's got the Midwest charm. I, we, a lot of our planners, in fact, it was, it's kind of funny. We had uh, one of our planning meetings in January, and it happened to be a week where it was <laughs> it was far. You were there. It was far. <laughs> And it was for for me. It was entertaining to watch our California, Texan, and Florida planners go outside. It, it was like a, a survival event for them. And uh, you couldn't see them because they were so bundled. It was hilarious. Uh, but it it gives us a different region, a different flavor. And um, and one of the things they comment a lot is it has Midwestern charm. And, it, you know, Minnesota is Minnesota nice. And, um, and they really saw that. And I think it's going to be a great assisted gathering. And the other thing that not a lot of people know is is just the diversity in Minnesota, and what a what a blessing that's going to be. I think about the Phillips neighborhood and the global market and the servant event opportunities that we can do down there. Mm-hmm. The state, the number one state for volunteerism, which plays uh, a big part of our heart of of wanting the gathering to to make an impact in the city, and so all kinds of reasons why we selected it. But it's just a beautiful city to have a gathering. Yeah, very true. I think uh, we have a certain pride here in Minnesota, and and you can kind of tell when you talk to people around here about having the gathering so close. You know, there's a pride, and, and we want to show our city off kind of uh, what we experienced just recently with the Super Bowl, that, hey, look, people are coming here and, and seeing what a great place uh, this is that we live. Um, so you think that having this Midwest gathering will be um, a benefit for for congregations that are kind of within a, a driving distance of here um, and, and will help attendance, will help um, encourage more people to come, right? Yeah, actually, um, we, we kind of anticipated that that might be the case. And uh, we, we've heard, we've been doing a lot of um, connecting with different uh, districts and, and doing some um, training events and those kind of things. And what we're hearing from people, particularly in the Midwest, and from like an eight-hour kind of a radius from the, the Twin Cities, is a lot of them are saying, uh, we think we're going to have a lot more kids that are going to come in our youth group uh, because it's, it you know, it's it, now it's a, it's, by the way, we think the the majority of people when it's in the south usually fly in and we think the majority of people are going to drive in because they're within that eight hour radius for the most part and and it gives you different different options i i think it will help with cost which uh, is always a concern for people and and understandably so and so it's going to it'll keep some of that cost down and um and i think part of it is you know it, it can go from now um where down south where people are taking um, a couple extra days to travel, it can reduce some of that time. And, and, and so we, we are anticipating that there will be more people that sign up be, 
because it's in the Midwest and it's feasible. It's more feasible. Very cool. So what do you think um, are going to be some of the main differences um, being here versus um, say New Orleans or San Antonio or even Orlando? Besides yeah, weather, great. of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, weather's one of them, and it's it's really funny. By the, I I gotta say this. I like, um, especially when it's cold. Minnesotans really take pride in that. We we, I mean, I noticed that when I was there, and um, and, and I think. Uh, I noticed that even like uh, you talked about the Super Bowl, right? When people come up and yet all these people from down south who would come up and like, how do you people survive in this weather? It is. It, it, I mean, uh, people shouldn't go outside. And and I think that Minnesotans just take pride in that. Uh, and and uh, partly because there's this, this respect to people like, how do you live in that? I, why do you why do you not just stay in your house for four months? And, and we're kind of like, yeah, you know, we're we're a hearty. I love this. We're a hearty bunch, right? <laughs> and we love we we kind of take pride in that. Um, and, and so I th- I think people definitely notice that kind of thing. I think the differences between um, the Midwest, besides weather. And I, and I think that's going to open up some some opportunities as well. Um, I think you know some of the things that we talked a lot about. Minnesota is it, it has a different uh, we call it a food palette. Uh, there are different tastes up here, uh, which which is always kind of nice when when you can bring a youth group and explore different regions and get a sense of kind of you know what what makes Minnesota Minnesota or or Midwest the Midwest. So I, I think some people get a chance to do. Uh, some of that. I think the other opportunity does it gives you a different uh, travel uh, schedule or pattern, and so you could see different parts of uh, as people are coming up, different parts of Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa and in Montana, and, and there are some great places to go in those. Even though I don't, I don't think a lot of people um, from down south think that way, but there's some really great gems of, uh, of places to see and experience. Uh, we'll get, I think, a lot of questions. People say, hey, we want to come up a day or two early. What are some things that we can do? And that's something that we can kind of help people with. Um, and certainly we'll work with, with the district as well. Um, the, the other aspect that I, I think is really a great thing, and I know they're excited about it, is this is the first time we've had a gathering in a Concordia city. Mm-hmm. And Concordia St. Paul is so excited uh, about having the gathering there. And they've been such a, a great partner for us of, of you know, how, how can we work together um, in, um, in this, this process? And so uh, I, I know they're expecting that they'll, they'll have a lot of guests, um, a lot of participants come through and groups come through and they're doing some things to, to kind of help some of that experience, uh, which, is, which is new. For us, and I, I think the other thing that's just really huge is the volunteer aspect of, of things in the Midwest. Uh, we um, we've had great volunteers in Orlando and in New Orleans and San Antonio, um, and, and and not to diminish that, but it, it just can't compete with the numbers mm-hmm. of people that we have in this region. And we are hearing, uh, I mean, we're we're just hearing all over the place. Uh, how excited people are! We we had our community life builder application that um, that went on uh, recently. Just actually just closed the other day, and and we had um, over two hundred more applications. Wow! Than we've had, 
and and I think that's that's just the nature of the region that's in. We've seen a big spike in in all those regions kind of around the Midwest, and and so I, the, and I think anytime you go to a new city too, there's just there's just an excitement about that that kind of raises up, and, and we we've kind of seen that as well. That's great. So with volunteer opportunities that are going to be happening for the youth gathering, um, I know one thing we've promoted from our, our end for your. Um, your office is a uh, contract position for a local relationships coordinator. Can you talk a little bit about that position um, and, and you know, give an idea for people who might have heard about it and uh, might have someone in mind that should apply? Yeah, it is, it is such a vital position for us. And, and part of it is being in St. Louis, um, we, we've got to have um, some people within the city that uh, are, are great team people that we can work with and kind of can be an extension of our office in many ways just because uh, there we have so many connections with with different uh, uh, businesses downtown with different sites and and so we have you know we'll have district coordinators and a lot of different um, of our planners that are looking for something that they need in in Minneapolis that or in the, the greater Twin Cities that uh, the, this local person can can really be a resource, uh, a liaison, kind of our our uh, boots on the ground, so to speak, there. And so a lot of it, what we try to do, and part of it's a good steward thing, um, that we try to really help. Uh, a, a big piece of what we try to do is we try to help the, the economy that's there um, and, and, and really partake as much as we can with the city there. So for example, we, we buy a lot of our supplies there and we don't have to worry about shipping and some of those kind of stuff. So they, they help us with some of our supply needs and our storage needs. And you, you can only imagine when you, when you have 25,000 um, people and you've got a five day gathering, there's a lot of supplies that you're ordering and, and bringing in and in different ways. And then some of it's uh, like, for example, we have district coordinators that that have um, events that they plan with the districts. And so sometimes they're looking, hey, we're looking for this venue. We, we've been doing some research. Uh, we have two that we've heard of, uh, but we haven't seen it. Can you go down and take a look at this and uh, send us some pictures or talk to this person and give us a sense of what that might look like? And so that they can they can kind of once again be kind of the eyes and the ears and, and kind of helping bridge some contracting things. Uh, I, I think the other thing is we we really want uh, – we know that the more the city is engaged and is, is familiar with our gathering, the more they can be prepared for us and the better experience our participants are going to have. And so uh, this person does a lot of, of kind of connecting with, uh, with the businesses and cities uh, within, the, within the city to tell them, hey, by the way – uh, you would think of like Subway, right? Subway or McDonald's. Hey, you want to make sure you have enough food mm-hmm. because we have a lot of people that come and that's the price range that they, that they, uh, that they're in. And we just want to make sure that you're aware of that. And then the, and the city does that too, but it's, it's another avenue for them to hear it again. And, and so there's so many different aspects to that, um, within that role. And it's a significant role so much so that, that we've really contracted this person as a part-time paid position. Um, and as you said, Billy, just an encouragement, if, if anyone's interested in that, I know there's uh, information on, on, your, on your website to go and take a look at that. The job descriptions there posted, uh, lots of different avenues where you can look down the timeline and breakdown. Uh, there, are, there are times where it's pretty intense and there's times where you, where you can back off a little bit. Um, but it is a significant position for us. 
And then also there's going to be some um, additional local volunteer opportunities beyond uh, people who'd want to be young adult volunteers or community life builders. Um, I know plans are probably still being formulated for that team, but uh, is there anything you can share about that opportunity as people think about, hey, it's going to be in my city, I want to help? Yeah, actually, like I said, this is one of the areas I think we're most excited about because I think it's going to provide us some opportunities that we haven't had just because what we're anticipating is a, a bigger number of, of people wanting to, to be involved in some way. Um, and, and so um, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a general overview because I, I think th- this is an area that we're still rethinking some things um, because we want to make sure to provide some more opportunities. So we, in our office, we're already starting to try to figure out some some additional uh, planning opportunities. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to kind of stay uh, tuned, especially in in the Minnesota area. Uh, We're going to have a a couple of of kind of volunteer rallies, Sundays, or or gatherings that, um, that will happen in the fall of 2018 that we want to encourage uh, people to come to uh, that we can give a better picture and kind of say, well, this is what it looks like. Uh, we're we're kind of right now we're looking at there. There are kind of three different tiers that that we're um, that we're kind of playing with at the moment. Uh, one tier is, is a person who says, um, for example, like we, we have we'll bring in um, uh, like 200 community life builders. Uh, that, that will come in and they'll come in a couple days early and have a kind of an intense training. Uh, they're kind of our, our trusted authority yellow shirts for people who've been in the gathering before. And, and they get, I know you've been one in the, before and, and they, they really are a trusted authority out where people have questions they can ask and, or they can find the information. Um, but we have way more people that apply for that than we have positions open. And so one of the things that we opened last year was uh, a thing that, People would say, uh, I, I still want to come and I want to help out, even if I don't if I don't make the community life building thing. And it's a little bit more intense where they'll, they'll say, hey, I'll be here for five days and, um, and, and put me to work in whatever way you can. Uh, so that's one opportunity. That's kind of a, a top level volunteer position. And then and then we have probably two others that will be geared really towards locals. Uh, one of them will be. Uh, kind of along that same line that says, hey, I want to be a part of, of this, and I'm going to block that off my my uh, calendar. And so I'm available all five days, and we will find uh, probably uh, an area. Uh, we'll, we, one of the things that's really important to us is we match gift sets and passion areas that we'll try to match as best we can into an area and saying, okay, every day I'm going to come to this and do this and to get to know that. And and we have certain volunteer roles that are really crucial that we have consistency. And then we know not everyone can do that. And so um, we have uh, like one-stop shop volunteer opportunities where we'll have people come in and say, uh, you know what, I can just help up on Sunday. Uh, I don't work that day. I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to see that. Uh, I'll be there on Sunday. And we'll have that throughout all kinds of different areas of our gathering where where people will be able just to kind of come and see and be a part of that. Uh, and then I, I think another thing we're, we're, um, that we'll also have is an opportunity for, and we're excited about this being in Minnesota, is there will be an opportunity for, um, for people in Minnesota to, to, to take part and to see um, typically it's worship, which is on Monday morning, uh, to come down and to be a part of that. And, and there is 
it's just it's, it's one of those great opportunities to come and to to worship with 25,000 mm-hmm. youth it's just a joy and to take communion uh, with 25,000 is just a joy um, and so there, there's going to be some opportunities for people in Minnesota to, to be a part and to see that as well. But lots of opportunities, a lot more coming in the fall of 2018. And uh, we'll work through you guys to, to post that so that people can, can at least get to one of those and, and get their names in the mix. Yeah, definitely. We'll make sure that uh, we're partners in uh, doing a lot of PR and marketing for these opportunities because uh, we're already getting questions in our office Um about helping out in some way at the gathering. So uh, we know that people are uh, raring to go. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting thing to be hosting this in our, in our city um, and definitely uh, want to involve as many people as we can in that. Yeah, that's great. And we are so appreciative of, of uh, the Minnesota South District. And Minnesota North has, has been incredibly helpful for us as well. And we know Wisconsin is, is coming and said we'll help in whatever way. But um, it's such a special district and so many people that want to serve. And, and like you said, it is a special opportunity. You just don't get opportunities like this. Uh, we truly believe that the, that the youth gathering is one of the premier things that happen within our synod. And if for, for people who have never gone, it is just it is like um, it's like five days of just energy and excitement. And if uh, you, you, you talk about like not not just the future of their church, but even the now of our church, if you can't get excited about the church and what what it's doing, um, come to this youth gathering and, and see what's going on. It is just so exciting to see all these all these youth from all over the place that they, they just come together and they give their heart and their passion to this, this event. It is, it is, it's just truly a, a great memory in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. It's uh, there's nothing quite like, and like you mentioned with worship, when you're um, singing, you know, songs and hymns together and, and doing a familiar liturgy and, and then, you know, having the Lord's supper together Um it is, yeah. There's, there's nothing like it this side of heaven. <laughs> yes. Cool. Thank you so much, Derek. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add about the youth gathering uh, before we wrap up today? You know, I think the the biggest thing is just, um, you know, one of the things that we try to do more and more is is to help people in whatever, um, whatever that wherever they're at. So if if there are groups that are um, that are contemplating or thinking who or, or, or who have never gone, uh, encourage you to, to speak to those who've been there and have gone there. There's sometimes they're the best, um, people to, uh, to, to kind of give advice and, and, or their experience. I think the other thing is we have district coordinators, uh, and Minnesota South has district coordinators, a great resource to, to use their, their, um, we've got trainings where we make sure that they're kind of in the know of what's going on. And so you can use them. The other thing that we really try to do is um, we put as much information, update, up-to-date information as we can on our website. So we encourage people to go to lcmsgatherings.com, and and there's all kinds of links, everything from videos uh, to a media kit uh, to announcements. Uh, there's a whole page on – or there's a whole um, link on prepare. And so any adult leader can go and say, well, where do I start? And it has everything from sample timelines to preparing and getting your your uh, group ready, 
and and we highly encourage people to go there, uh, sign up. They we we have newsletters that come out, and um, uh, we have all kinds of social media feeds that we do to go up and sign up on there. Uh, you'll get the latest and greatest up to date information, and and then the other thing that we're, we're really highlighting more of is. Uh, we have a, a growing number of people that want to be a part of this, and so we're we're always we're already forming teams coming up. And if that's that's something that's really important to you, uh, let us know. Um, we, we we love to take names, and and uh, we're we're so blessed. It, typically, we we have a, a third new planners every time coming in, and that's such a blessing to us. So if you want to get involved in some way, we will we will find a way we'll link in some some manner so let us know and if we can help in anything call our office that's what we're there for wonderful thanks so much for uh being such a passionate um leader in this ministry um and uh for your time today for uh this awesome information about what's coming up in 2019 and how people can be involved with the youth gathering yeah, my pleasure, Billy. Thanks for your time as well. Yeah, you're welcome. Pray that God would bless your ministry. Uh, yours as well. Thank you. Thank you.